You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby! Uh, welcome back to the Medium War, you guys, for our Scream uh, special. Uh, we're unfortunately missing Justin and Zach today, which they sucks. Were, they were um, murdered by Ghostface, unfortunately. Yeah. Zach they were in was their organizing house. his uh, sock collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin no, was he, Justin he was organizing. They, they didn't know enough about horror movies. They didn't know enough about horror movies. Justin so was uh, organizing his action figure collection, and Ghostface came in yeah. and just stabbed him to death. It was tough. It was tough stuff. Pretty fucked up that we're like <laughs> joking about the death of our friends and stuff, but you know, we're, we're keeping it light today on the podcast. We're talking about the legendary like meta horror satire series that is scream and we uh we we, we have a we have a we have a guest to replace uh we do. Our two <laughs> our two dead colleagues unfortunately uh go ahead and introduce yourself oh, i should say my actual name yeah you should say your actual name <laughs> we got gen z in the chat repping hard today nah oh my name is ryan and i'm i'm deputy dewey uh, and I'm and I'm uh, I'm Wes Craven, R.I.P. Calling from beyond the grave. Yeah. Uh, now, nah, we uh, we brought my my brother Ryan on the podcast mostly because I mean Dan, you were talking about this before, and we can kind of we're probably going to talk about this more. But like Ryan, I think the first time Ryan watched Scream was me watching Scream at like 15 years old. And yeah, like, yeah. Ryan was probably too young to be watching that. This movie has that's, a, that's what it is. It's it's a brother movie. It's like a movie that your older brother shows you and like and like talks about and stuff. You know what I mean? Who's like, whoa! Yeah. It's it's like that movie, The Last House on the Left, and you like watch <laughs> these fucked up movies with them because they want to like disturb you and shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get into it. So today on the show, as we talked about before, we're going to be going through both Scream 2022 and the rest of the Scream series as our uh, second yeah. half of the show, which will be very exciting. But before we do that, before the reviews, let's do the news. Um, Dan, start us off with the news. What do you got? I wanted to talk about this uh, trailer really briefly. It's this new A24 horror movie, uh, X, from uh, Ty West, the guy who did uh, The House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see that movie? No. It's like shot on film. It was like this 70s inspired like horror movie from a while back. Oh, so this is his this is his bag. This is his bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting that this is like the new A24 thing because they're not really known for like raunchy horror. This reminds me of like an Eli Roth thing from like the early 2000s like Cabin Fever or something, you know? It, it, I mean, it looks more like Texas Chainsaw Massacre than the new one does. Yes. Yeah. Well, well uh, I mean, absolutely. It has more Texas Chainsaw DNA than like the majority of the sequels on that series yeah. for sure. I got to be real. I'll probably only see this movie for Kid Cudi cuz I I mess with Kid Cudi. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. I do have a Kid Cudi. That's cool. I do as have fuck. a Kid Cudi sweatshirt they, on. Yeah, they gave him that seventies porn stash. He Dude, so fucking. So okay, <laughs> so, hold on. So I, I just need to recap the plot of this movie because, as I understand it, so it is a, it is a, a porn crew in the seventies, correct? Yeah. And they go to a yes. house. They rent a the house. Road. They rent a house. <laughs> it's literally uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They're in a van, and they come across a scary fucking family. 
and they're like, you know, it would be great if we shot porn in this, <laughs> this yeah. scary house. And Jenna Ortega, who we'll be talking about for the next 40 minutes, goes, I also, me, 18-year-old Jenna Ortega, also yeah. would like to be in pornography. And well, what's I, so what's so funny is like in the seventies, people just like shot porn like in whoever's house was like available. Porn wasn't like shot on sets back then. Oh you my god! You see it shot in like barns and like just people's houses and shit. Dang! And then Dirk Diggler changed everything. Yeah, that's what happened. It's <laughs> uh, no, this movie looks interesting. I mean, I hope they didn't reveal a, a, a lot in the trailer. It looks like the the quote unquote yeah. monster or the quote unquote thing that is chasing mm. them is going to be that old lady, but hopefully they'll reveal some other stuff. I don't know. You guys like A24 horror more than me. I know, Ryan, you're a fan of Hereditary. Well, well yeah. is is it really even like, it doesn't feel like one of the, I hate this term, it doesn't feel like an elevated horror thing. What's which of that? Course is a term What's that? Ghost, Ghostface. Ghostface What's that? also hates. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem like it's an A24 thing at all. I, I would expect something like this out of, uh, like dimension in the or late neon. 90s or like or the neon. early 2000s. It, it feels you know? more neon than it maybe, does. maybe, yeah. Ryan, I know you're a you're a you're also a horror fan. Um, do you have a favorite of the A24 horror films? <laughs> uh, let's be weird, and I'm gonna say Midsommar because I've showed my friends that movie probably like <laughs> probably countless times. I'm like, yo, have y'all ever seen this movie Midsommar? And I just cut to like just endless scenes of like the grandma or whatever yeah. like getting like kicked off like the cliff and all that. That movie is yeah. super weird. No, I saw that movie on a date. That movie is it's weird. weird. Yeah. Seeing it on a date is 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 wild. I I, I can't imagine seeing that. It's on pretty a date. fun. What do you say after I, that? Uh, though? Is like, that movie. Uh, that movie is the it is certainly the horror movie I've rewatched the most, just in recent years. From A twenty four. No, just generally. Like I think I think I've I don't I don't like it as much as uh I don't like it as much as his Hereditary. Uh, Hereditary, yeah, I think Hereditary. Hereditary probably just spoke to me more uh, at the time because yeah. my family was going through something kind of similar. I mean, there was no like possession or you know uh, pagan <laughs> I rituals. Hope, I would or, hope or anything not. Like that. I would hope not. You know, but but the the themes of grief really spoke to me at the time, and uh, I just I don't know. I have come back to Midsommar, but I think Hereditary is just ultimately more scary. And oh, it's yeah. not like as slow. Like Midsummer is kind of slow, you know. Mm-hmm. That that whole middle act is like holy shit, you guys. Let's like let's Hereditary. Up, you know? Hereditary is a deeply demented movie, though, in a way that I, I yeah, it's unsettling. It's really well paced. The final act is like explosive and awesome. It's just so unsettling. Like when I first saw, it, I was like, bro, what is this? I was like, what am I watching? Especially the ending with all like the naked, the, the, like the <laughs> naked. Mm-hmm. What was it? Naked grandparents or something. It's no, they're, like, bro, they're they priests. Naked old people. Yo, that's sc- like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. There's a lot of scary stuff in Hereditary. The scariest part of Hereditary is when Nat Wolf is walking through that house and that naked guy is just standing in the corner. He's like standing in the yeah. cut, smiling. <laughs> John is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I think the part he becomes possessed in the classroom and like bashes his head against the desk. Dude, that yeah. Nat Wolf. Not not that Nat Wolf. Awesome. That's Alex Wolf. Hold on, it's Alex Wolf, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. The superior of the naked brothers, yeah. He's he's what the young the younger one or the older one? Yeah, Alex is the younger. He's one. the younger, yeah, younger. Nat Wolf is the one that's in a bunch of uh, John Green adaptions. But br- bringing it back to X, this is kind of just A twenty four broadening their horizons with horror movies. You know, mm-hmm. they don't need to be fancy anymore. They don't need to be quite so elevated uh, in air quotes. You know, they can just be this fun, like raunchy thing where you know this genre really excels. It feels like it feel, and it looked like a lot of fun in a way that I think A twenty four has 
in, in its marketing, marketed a lot of their horror movies the same, to look like the same movie, mm-hmm. even if they don't turn out to be the same. And it looks like they either got a new trailer editor or was like, let's just do something different with this one, which has seemed very I think very they just exciting. knew. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just it make looks, it seem like 70s and like grimy and And, and funny. And it looks it, it looks very funny. Yeah. Also, it does Mia, really Mia Goth coming in with the heat check. My favorite... My favorite. She's uh, so underrated, dude. Every time she's in something, I have to say it. I love we Mia Goth. we we got to make a list at some point uh, of the best new gen scream queens because we we're we're getting a few. Mm-hmm. Like we got Jenna Ortega, we have Mia Goth, we have Anya Taylor Anya, Joy, yeah. we have uh, oh Ryan's favorite, the one who gets her ass lit on fire in this movie. <laughs> What's her name? Mikey Madison. Mikey, Ma- Mikey Madison returning. Oh man, I can't wait. To That's her whole out. thing. Every time she gets cast in something, she's she gets lit on fire. <laughs> They all gotta they all gotta have a thing because Mia Goth Mia Goth's yeah. thing is just getting just completely fucked up in her movies. Like in high life gets <laughs> mm-hmm. spaghettified in her, uh, her head like yeah, she gets spaghettified. Yeah, her head like explodes in the helmet. In in Suspiria, she's her guts awesome. get like her entrails get pulled out. Oh, I forgot she was in Suspiria, just, yeah. And she, then in she real finds life, out about the witches first, right? She does. And then in like real life, she had to date Shia LaBeouf. I'm sure that was a horror movie for her. So it's just you know, but um, she has to bear his children. She had to let <laughs> Shia LaBeouf breed her. Did that happen? Imagine being bred. Yeah, imagine being bred by Shia LaBeouf. That's the what? scariest thing I can think I'm of. I'm so sorry, Mia Goth. But um, yeah. moving on to uh, to <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't even have a whatever. Batgirl, guys, Batgirl. Every once in a What's while, every once in a while, the DCEU crawls out of its grave and goes, I'm still here. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this year, they're doing a Batgirl movie starring Leslie Grace from In the Heights. Um, and also, mm. so so we actually got a lot of Batgirl news this week because it just started filming. So we got the suit, which is a, if you guys look it up, it's it's just literally just a purple Batgirl of Burnside suit. Um, mm. we, we got, Looks like a CW suit. It certainly does. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, it, we also got a poster reveal of like one of the graffiti art in the world is Batman and Robin, and it's like a classic Batman and Robin suit thing. So we know that there's Robin in the universe. And finally, like a redditor leak. I know we don't like talking about leaks on the show, but like a redditor leaked that they are casting for a Dick Grayson, and that allegedly Dylan O'Brien is 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 the front runner for it. So we Weird. will probably. We'll so probably so get if a, this is the DC, if this is the DCEU, then that means Jason Todd came before Dick Grayson because we know Jason Todd's dead in BVS. Or so that's bizarre. Or when Flashpoint happens, it erases everything. So so when well, Flashpoint okay, happens. Well, okay. So mentioning another leak, I mean, I don't know if you heard this Flashpoint leak, but at the end of Flashpoint, there's a completely different Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, like assemblage of characters. Have you, have you heard um, about this, Ryan, that they there there's a new Justice League at the end of Flashpoint? I did not hear this. That Justice League movie that came out, I mean, regardless of which cut you watch, it's only like an origin story, and now we're already like completely reassembling a new team and, and doing away with the first Justice League team. It's really they don't, weird. They don't know what they're doing, dude. There's The monkeys are at the control. We just need to reset. Offices. But here's the thing. They're, they're at a place... Where it shouldn't even the they keep trying to make the continuity fit, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like like, just make a like Leslie Grace seems great. Like she is really good casting. Um, J.K. Simmons is back. 
you know, uh, yeah. like like just make a good movie. Like it, I don't like if Michael Keaton is Batman in that movie. Who cares? Like I don't care. We don't need to make it fit. Like well, I, keep... I do I do care about that. I, I would actually love it if he became like the mainline DCU Batman because he is. we know Batfleck is out with this new no, movie. He is. He no, is. I, I mean Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. He, no, he will be. That's the that's that's what's going to happen at the end of Flashpoint. I, I certainly it's... hope so. Which is so. which? Okay, but this is weird. I know both of you have read comics at some point. So never heard of them. This suggests that Michael Keaton's Batman, who's Michael Keaton, God bless him, is like sixty years old, right? Yeah. Is still running around in a balding, receding hairline. Well, well, in the Tim Burton movies, he's not running around. He's like posing all stiff, like he can't move his <laughs> yeah. head because of the fucking with the Jordan sixes on. Is like so stiff. He can barely like move his arms and shit. So they're just gonna have to cut around. To, I mean, you know, uh, assuming that they're keeping with that Tim Burton costume, they're just gonna have to do what they did back in the day and like shoot around like him moving and stuff and being mobile. I assume, which is are. really funny. I assume because modern are. superhero costumes are very different. Like, but like, are, are, but are we gonna sit? Are we saying that that Batman who's sixty years old? I don't know how old he is gonna be in universe. I assume he's gonna be in his fifties. That Batman still Probably. has a has a Robin in his twenties. That's crazy. Uh, are, are they going to bring back that guy from the Joel Schumacher movies? Because you would think no, that it's going to be, be canon because they don't. Dylan O'Brien is going to be his Dick Grayson. Oh right, 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 right. But can you have like a dark Dark Knight Returns type of vibe in terms of that old Batman? All right, or. I- I I want to get off this because it, it it's so like it doesn't make any sense like so now apparently Batman and Robin like the Joel Schumacher stuff is not canon and that and the Michael Keaton Batman <laughs> is in a different timeline from those movies and he would have had to find his own Robin like that's just too you, the, the more we talk about the DCU the more confusing it gets and the longer it takes so we should probably <laughs> cut this off at the head but 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 that's true but Ryan did ask a good question which is. Is this, are they going to go with the Dark Knight Returns thing? I, here's the issue. And this will be the last thing I say with the DCEU. And then we can, if Ryan, if you have news, we can move to that. But if they've already done the Dark Knight Returns, and that was Ben Affleck. And the rumor is they're going to, that this version of Batman is going to resemble the Batman from Batman Beyond. But he's not Batman though. He's not actively Batman in Batman Beyond. He never suits up. He's just like sitting in the back cave all day and never never goes out and fights anybody. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, doesn't make any knows? sense. Who knows? Who knows? Ryan, do you have any news? Uh I thought she was fired, but apparently she's not. Letitia Wright is back filming <laughs> her Black Panther Black too. Panther. Apparently. Dude. <laughs> I thought she was fired too. Bro. I thought she was fired. They can't fire her because then like who was there that even carried on? Angela Bassett? Like, you know, like the two stars from the first movie, it would you would I mean, have to revert to a uh, Forrest Whitaker and like Angela Bassett to continue the to continue the Black Panther movies. Like it wouldn't make any sense. They did say Winston Duke so, might get a heavier paycheck for you know okay, cool. more increased cool. roles, maybe. But who knows? Yeah. And they've said that Michael B. Jordan is in the script. Maybe Killmonger will come back from the dead and you know just be good. Who I have knows? No idea. This is the messiest I, shit. <laughs> it's so it, messy because like. Letitia Wright, I don't think, was ever interested in like carrying that franchise moving forward. She no. did. She didn't know that she would have to. Yeah, and so now and, they're and, just and, like it, thrusting it, all this shit on Letitia Wright's shoulders. It's it's so wild because it's like the first Black Panther. However, you feel about that movie in the context of Marvel, but like I think the filmmaking in that movie is very tight. I think like the script is tight. 
it like it works as a movie. Like as a Marvel movie, it works really well as a movie. Sure. Yeah. And it's and it seems like this second movie is like crawling to the finish line because of just you know unfortunately Chadwick Boseman passed, but that feels like that threw everything into yeah. you know. I don't know. They probably should have just left it alone. Because now it's just like between movies, like all this real life trauma has happened, and it's like, uh, you just you just have to know about like all this fucked up like real world stuff to like enjoy it. Because imagine just like binging the Marvel stuff and going from the first Black Panther to this one. It's like, ah, uh, what happened between these movies? You know, it's gonna be so but messy. Like, if we skipped over this, we couldn't see Namor fold Letitia Wright, which I'm sure is gonna happen. Hopefully, hopefully everything goes yeah. well for Ryan Coogler. Hopefully he gets a big check <laughs> and then gets to escape the Marvel machine after this. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. That's really what it's all about. Make, make one uh, for the masses and then you get the budget to make your own movies that, you're, that you want to make. I'm still waiting for Coogler to do, before he got Black Panther, he was going to do a movie called Wrong Answer, written by Ta-Nehisi mm-hmm. Coates. And uh, I've been waiting for that movie, Ryan, for about six years. So like maybe That sounds like that. it's a horror movie. <laughs> No, it's a, it's about the Atlanta cheating scandal. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <Sure>. It <laughs> makes me want to scream. We're going to talk about Scream after this break. All right, uh, so I want to preface this conversation just talk a bit about what our experiences are with this series i mean you guys probably grew up with scream right i think we all grew up with scream yeah yeah i mean i i remember and ryan you can quarterback on this i remember watching horror movies with with ryan growing up so i remember like watching no i'm serious like like we and we probably were too young to watch it uh but like i remember watching scream i remember watching remember like watching and dying at halloween because mm-hmm. I was so nervous. The first, uh, the I had first the exact one. same experience with my brothers. My the first time I saw Halloween was like I I like stole it out of my brother's room and like watched it uh, in in the in the family room or something. I wanted to see it so badly because they were always watching horror movies. These are movies that get passed down, you know. I, I'm interested in you guys. I I mean everybody who listens to the show knows I'm a big Wes Craven fan, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. interested in what you guys, how you guys feel about. Uh, scream like the first one and how it like h- how it responds to horror movies because I feel like yeah. when Scream came out, it was a breath of fresh air because everybody had seen the the things it was mimicking. Yeah, '96. So, I mean, that started that new wave of like teen horror. Like uh, I know what you did last summer, and w- what's another one? Like uh, Jeepers Creepers. Final Destination Final came out a little bit sure, after that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it kind of just yeah. changed the aesthetic of horror movies. I mean, moving forward for for a long time, the Scream mm-hmm. effect lasted uh, more than a what decade. Did, what definitely. was your uh, What was your first? I know, I know. <laughs> I kind of covered it, Ryan. But what was your first experience with Scream? Like, what do you remember about it? Uh, I mean, I'll just preface this by in general. Like, when I was younger, I was super scared of everything. And to me, like, uh-huh. Freddy Krueger was the Antichrist. Like, if you... I, I, Like, I remember, like, someone was dressed up as Freddy Krueger when I was younger, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm finna pass out. But, yeah. I mean, uh, jumping into Scream, I mean, I watched the first one when I was super young, and I probably don't have that perspective of just, like, knowing a lot of horror movie history. I just kind of watched it randomly, I think. And 
I enjoyed it because I don't know. It wasn't like super scary for me. It was at like that perfect level where it was like, you know, it's kind of like a, a whodunit film. And I, I like those yeah. types of films. And though it was really enjoyable, you know, for me to experience that because it wasn't just like, oh, like I'm just going to get jump scared every five seconds, especially yeah, yeah. like a 10 year old me being scared of everything in the world. Scream was kind of like that breath of fresh air, if that makes sense. It's funny because I feel like Scream has this um, legacy of just being like a, a a dumb like slasher thing. I mean, everyone has the experience of trick or treating when they're a kid and seeing someone in the ghost face mm-hmm. costume. And without having seen those movies, it's like okay, it's like this guy in this costume and he goes around killing people. I mean, I, I didn't know that it was like a meta whodunit thing until I actually saw the movie. And so I think Scream continues to kind of catch people off guard who don't know anything about the movie and like watch the first one and they're like oh shit this is really intelligent i showed these movies to my mom recently she had never seen them and she hates horror movies and she fucking loved scream like she was she was crazy about it she was like we need to watch the next one we need to watch the one after and then they just keep getting more meta and have more and more celebrity cameos and it's like the opposite of what you would expect like going into it because like i said it just seems like the stupid slasher thing well, I, I think it's it's really interesting. Well, first, when we talk about Scream, I know this might not be the popular opinion, but I think there's not one Scream movie that's bad. No, they're all good. I, think I all love of them three. Are pretty, I mean, I, I love... I think three is good. People say three is shit all the time. I think it's fantastic. I, well, I maybe not agree, fantastic. I, I maybe think, not fantastic, but, you know. I think I think it's solid, though. I, th- I don't yeah. think there's a single Scream movie that I watch, including this one, which I really liked, uh, where I'm like, wow, what a... What a piece of dog shit! Like I think they're all, they all range from either like one of the best in the genre to mm-hmm. like pretty good. You know what I mean? The original so, so is like that's, probably that's, my favorite horror movie of the '90s. I think I said that on our Halloween I, episode. I think the original. The more I watch the original, I think it might be my favorite horror movie. Period. But yeah, I, I think, great. I, th- I think, I think the interesting thing about Scream is that it actually gets better the older you get. Mm-hmm. Like I think when you see it at ten or fifteen, you go, "Oh, that's a fun, scary movie." Yeah. And I think when you get older and you've ingested as many movies as we all Definitely. have, Definitely. the movies actually get better. Like, because it's, 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 you don't realize at 15 or at 10, yeah. unless you're like really well versed, that like Scream is just riffing on Halloween. Well, when, when you're like a kid, Halloween when and you, making fun of it. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you're a kid, you just want to look for like edgy shit to watch. I don't know if that was just my experience, yeah, yeah. but like growing up with my no, friends. No, no, that was me too. Growing up with my friends, it was like, well, have you seen Hostel? Bro, have you, have you seen Saw? Like, you watch Friday the 13th, right? Like, we would try and one-up each other with, like, the gory movies that we had seen, and, and Scream was kind of yeah. just one of those to me. And, and I watched it when yeah. I was young, and then as the years go on, I mean, I, I try and watch Scream every couple of years, and I always, like you said, I always take new things away from it. I mean, it's so quotable. That last act is yeah. so fucking funny. Like, when Stu gets hit yeah. in the head with the phone, and he goes, you hit me with the phone, dick! Like, there's <laughs> laugh-out-loud moments all throughout like scream it's it's yeah. it's really a more sophisticated movie than uh than people give it credit for i mean obviously horror fans know it I, is but but i i also think I, in addition to that i think it's uh i mean we talk about Wes craven sometimes as like a, i mean ryan you you had this great quote that you said him and carpenter are like the michael jordan and lebron of uh, yeah man they're goats they're goats but it, it's like it's like it's like kind of funny, but it's also very true because I think yeah. you look at you look at what Wes Craven was able to do with the slasher genre, for example, like like the way he like reinvented it two times, 
like he 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 saw Carpenter's template. He saw a bunch of mm. ripoffs of it, and he makes Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a complete rejiggering of it. And then he sees the genre dying in the '90s, and he reinvents it again. You know what I mean? Like like the ability of that he had to like create intelligent films about things out of these stupid like horror movie conceits. I think yeah, is like sure. important. You know what I mean? The Serpent but, um, and the Rainbow is I don't one know, of my I, favorite uh, examples of that. <laughs> Dude. I love that movie. Wild film. Yeah. Dude, that's a wild movie, bro. It's based on real shit. Um, <laughs> Zombies uh, in Haiti. I think I think I think my favorite non screen nightmare Craven movie is People Under the Stairs. It's what a great a, what flick. A crazy, great flick. What a crazy film. Uh, I really like quickly, Red Eye. I guess we could But okay, we're moving on, we're moving on. I have never seen it. We're Red Eye is great. I, really I think I guess I guess the best thing for us to do here is to just kind of run through the other movies and then yeah, we sure. land on the one that we're talking about in this episode. So we uh, talked about the first one. I mean, it's a 90s fucking classic. That soundtrack, those performances, those one-liners. I mean, the references, the meta-ness. I mean, yeah, re- reinvented the wheel. I mean, the fact, honestly. like literally like Kanye Le- West level of <laughs> because he, yeah. he casts actors that look like they mm-hmm. were... Like, he casts Skeet Ulrich because he looks, looks like, like Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street. He, he, he has that scene in... Linda Blair uh, makes a cameo the in the first Scream. Do you remember that? She does. She's, she's one of the reporters, yeah. She's a reporter. One of the reporters. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. They have that... They had that great moment where Jamie Kennedy is sitting on the couch watching Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. as Michael Myers saying, is approaching. Turn around, goes, Jamie, Jamie. Turn around. And the actor's Jamie, name. Turn around. The actor's name is Jamie, it's so Jamie. it's like he's talking to himself. Turn around, Jamie Kennedy. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, but the first one is 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 goaded. Ryan, have you seen any of the other ones besides one and five? Uh, I've seen. I feel like I remember seeing two because. I, yeah. It just stuck in my memory. I have not seen two. Two is three another four. classic. I mean, full stop. I just got to say, two is another classic. I mean, the the killer reveal is more contrived and stuff, but it's still really fucking yeah. intelligently written. Still really funny. Great lines. I, I mean, Cotton Weary uh, bargaining with um, Billy Loomis's mom at the end, and and her trying yeah. to get him to let her get away with murder, you know. And then obviously he gets out of it by making that deal with Sydney where she'll uh, do the do the talk show with them. Uh, who, who is it? Diane the, Sawyer. The talk show host? Diane Sawyer. <laughs> he gets her to agree I, uh, to do a little I, Diane Sawyer interview with him. But by far the best bit of two is the opening where Jada picks Oh my god. Yeah. The, oh my god. Such <laughs> are hanging out. They're like they're like Such why hey, and they're like <laughs> Usually the black people die. <laughs> just just <laughs> Didn't three three black Dude, people died in that movie? It was uh, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. The two of them. And then mm, was yeah, it? Yeah, they die. Which one was the roommate? Didn't, um, oh, no. The roommate dies tragically, uh, but Gail's black cameraman lives. So that's something. Yeah, All right. So they spared them. Gail's cameraman in the first one gets <laughs> yeah, royally Kenny. murdered. Kenny. <laughs> gets super Can't forget murdered. Kenny. Snaps for Kenny. Snaps Dude. for Kenny. Also, can can I just point out that Scream and the Scooby Doo live action movies they, must exist? In they the same have movie. the same lineage for sure. They have that same kind of. They're, 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 they're certain, written similarly. They're the same movies, yeah. bro. Like, well, like Scream, the so Scream movies definitely. Shy. The more they went on, were just more Scooby Doo esque to begin with. I yeah. mean, Scream is already a very Scooby Doo series. I I, I, I remember seeing. 
seeing Scream after I saw Scooby Doo and being like, "Why is Shaggy?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's going that, that's on? That's how everyone knows then, Matthew Lillard, Lillard. Like, I remember when Twin Peaks: The Return came out and like a premiere that I was watching with my girlfriends at the time, and she was like, "Shaggy's in this." Shaggy is in <laughs> Twin Peaks, you know. And then, and then uh, you have Sarah Michelle Gellar in the second one. Yeah. Uh, getting just murdered. Um, the third one is the one I have the least to say about. I mean, I know you have stuff to say about. It. The most interesting thing about the third one for me is that the original plan was to have Matthew Lillard come back. As really? The I didn't know that. Um, Matthew Lillard they paid has him. wanted and to they come paid back him. for years and years. He wanted to come back for this one. Yeah. Wow. Obviously. He he. he Obviously, obviously, Skeet Ulrich got the yeah. Call. That's sad. And Matthew Willard. Got, they really needed uh, to de-age him, man. They should have de-aged him a little bit, but we'll we'll, we'll get into it. I, I will I, say about Scream Three. I, I was thinking about that. One thing about Scream Three: most underrated Ghostface. My, I think my second favorite uh, Ghostface actually after it's Billions. Her, is it? Is it? It's Roman. It's her long lost brother. It's not brother. her brother. It's, it's her, her. It's her brother. It's her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother. The and director. He's the one who yeah. actually killed uh, Maureen Prescott and and let Billions to get the uh, cred for doing it. No, I know it's it's contrived, but I actually I really like the actor who plays Roman, and I like his back and forth with Sydney, where she's like, take some fucking responsibility, and he's like, fuck you. She goes, fuck you, and they charge at each other. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> It's, he, yeah. He's the most, like, energetic ghost face, I think. He's really, really cool. And then there's that whole oh. thing where um she finds his knife, but he gets a gun from someone, like someone he knocked. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the cop he knocks out, mm-hmm. and he gets his gun. And she, mm-hmm. she goes, lose something, and he goes, found something, and he shoots her. Scream 3 is underrated, just... that's all I'm going to say. Scream 3 Scream Three is a solid film. Great fucking cameos, dude. Carrie Fisher. Really good cameos. Jay and Silent really Bob. Jay and Silent Bob, Carrie Fisher, who's another I one? hate that one. I really? hate the Silent Bob and Kevin. I hate it's, it. It's unnecessary, it. but it, it's just funny that it's in it's there. It's because they kept showing up and everything. Well, you remember when they showed up in Degrassi? Like, but remember, but remember, dude, Scream 3 was like Scream Mania. Why, like why, everyone wanted why Scream, was, and so they could afford all these fucking cameos. I don't mean to be mean. I really like Kevin Smith. Why yeah. was Kevin Smith everywhere, bro? I don't know. He was owning the early days. He still is, except when you see Kevin Smith now, he's just like crying over some shit. He's always crying. Yeah. He's like, I saw the new yeah, Star Wars dude. and I'm crying. And like he posts a picture of him crying. <laughs> the greatest thing that happened to him was Ben Affleck getting cast as Batman. I know he liked it. It made him cry, yeah. I'm like sure that. he cried. Uh, but um, sure Okay, so Scream it. 4, which is my favorite. Scream 4 is my favorite of the sequels. Really? Here's the thing about Scream that we actually haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Here's the thing okay. about Scream that we haven't mentioned yet. The best thing about one of the best things about Scream is that because they come out every 10 years now, um, they're able yeah, yeah, to yeah. cast the most famous teen actors of the yeah. era. That is so, true. So they cast so and, then, and they just super murder them. Uh, <laughs> so, like, in 4. But also have, have the OGs come the, back and be kind of timeless. They do. But all the young people, they, they keep Which, changing, but the OGs, I, they always I mean, the they got all of the CW slash indie mumblecore yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, sure. actors for 4, uh, which was which is interesting. I really like 4. Uh, 4 has, has standout I moments think, for sure. Like Kirby is, is great, a fan favorite character. Kirby's the oh best. Oh my gosh. My, uh, favorite, my favorite Hayden Petier role yes, is that. She's is that great. One right she's there. great. I'll say, I'll say this she's about great. 4. Four, I have a soft spot for because it was the um, first one that I saw in theaters. Um, I I revisited it recently, uh, and the when every screen movie obviously has like the flamboyant killer reveal where they act all dandy and like they give their um, their motivations, their motivations and stuff. Yeah, uh, and 
Emma Roberts might have the worst like killer speech. Her killer speech is really she bad. She has a pretty bad one. It's pretty bad. She's like, but, but, the, the commentary but the, there really falls flat. Like, it, like it might just be because she's like a Zoomer and it's supposed to sound obnoxious, but the whole thing with like, um, no one reads anymore. We, we have to become famous by getting killed or doing the kill or like whatever it is she says. It's terrible. It's easily the worst it, part it, of that it's, movie. It's, she's really bad, but, but the third Culkin brother, I think it's Rory Culkin, who's the other I didn't killer. even know he was a Culkin. Um, so here's the cool thing about it, Dan. They are both killers together, yeah. and they were in like three mumblecore indie movies. I'm sure together they were before Scream. So it's like it's like a meta joke that they are yeah, also yeah, yeah. together in Scream, uh, which is pretty funny. I mean, I really like his reveal because he's in the role mm-hmm. of Steve from the first movie, where yeah. he's t- duct taped to the chair, and, and he's and he's also she like comes, um, she runs over to him. It's it's funny because because Scream Four and. Five, and I was called. I know it's not called five, but they both have kind of incel. Five, <laughs> five cream, five cream. So, so four was reform because the four is the A. So it would have been five cream, but I think they realized that was a bad idea. But regardless, um, they both have like incel killers. So in four, he he's like, "What Kirby? You never noticed me until now." Like when he's stabbing her, and then in five, it's like. That guy's, his whole plan hinges on um, getting Billy Loomis's daughter to, like, date him. So, like, he's, like, the anti-incel where it's, like, women ain't shit because I get pussy too easily, you know? <laughs> that, that plan never, he didn't have a backup or anything. The whole plan was, like, I'm going to date Billy Loomis's daughter and it's going to be easy for me because women are easy. Well, okay. That's his whole plan. That is crazy. We'll, 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 well, we'll get to it. Good... We'll get to it. Let, let's let let's get to it. So, so Scream Five. So we Scream Five, aka just Scream, which is five also cream. a joke yeah. in the movie uh, yes. Halloween um, 2018. Yeah, I, no, exactly. That, that's yeah, that's the whole. Let, thing. Let's let's uh let's go around quickly and just say our, our thoughts on it. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, like kind of seeing it with kind of quote unquote like virgin Scream eyes, or like not really being yeah. you know the biggest Scream fa- Scream fan. I thought it was actually really good. I mean, a ton of familiar faces. It's like. They were just like mm-hmm. pointing at like Netflix uh, people and were like, just just come over. I mean, you know, you, you got everybody, but I, I actually thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought the references were really good. I thought it was like they knew what they were making and it wasn't like they were just trying to make like a fifth screen movie. It was like, all right, we're going to try to, you know, do something with it. And you know, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. No, I, I I felt the same way. I, I I thought it was really smart to cast all those Netflix actors in it. Um, obviously, not all of them are successful. I don't think Clay Jensen <laughs> yeah. is there even long enough. Well, it, to it's really a lot of impact. like, it's a lot of like um, hot like uh, teens currently, and, and I mean that in that like yeah. like teen like Disney actors who get a lot of oh, yeah. work. You know, you like, like hot Jenna teens? Or, no, they're they're the they're the hot. Uh, What's the word? They're like maybe uh, hot is not the right word. Hot. They're Jenna Ortega. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. No, they're in, they're in the zeitgeist. I get what you're saying. Like Jenna Ortega is a big star. <laughs> uh, Mason Gooding is is yeah. Mason Gooding is getting up there. Um, Obviously, the Melissa Barrera. Uh, Dylan Minnette. Yeah, that's Clay Jensen. Dylan Minnette. Melissa Melissa Barrera from okay, In the Heights. So, oh, all right. So, uh, let me just say. Melissa Barrera, we have no hard feelings towards you at the meeting. <laughs> Who Maybe is she Justin's again? Actually, but she's, uh, but they've again? been murdered by Ghostface. She was in the Heights. Uh, 
Shuja oh, the Vanessa. lead, the lead. Okay, the new lead character. That's yeah. that's how exactly. Non- so wow. that's the exactly. Issue. Yeah, that's so how non-memorable. That's she the is. issue. Maybe Jenna Ortega so should think, have been the lead. I think almost she's all... one of the least. That's what I was memorable wait, characters in the whole series. No, I just when when we find out Jenna Ortega's still alive, I wonder why she's not the lead of the movie. Like yeah. I just <laughs> just kind of like she's more charismatic yeah, than than most of the people in the movie. Yeah. And she spends most of the movie hobbling around, <laughs> crying, <laughs> you know? Nah, when she was, like, rolling um, around, I, I was like, that's terrible. My bad. Th- this it's, it's bad. I mean, I, I guess Ghostface as a whole... It's funny, when people say Ghostface, like, they're not talking about the actual respective killers from these movies. Because when you put on the Ghostface mask, regardless of how old you are, or your background, or whatever, you take on the same homogenized, like, Ghostface persona, you know? It doesn't matter yeah. if you're Billy's mom or Sydney's niece or whatever. Like, as soon as you have the mask on, they all act like the mm-hmm. Ghostface character. So the Ghostface character is kind of separate from the actual killer yeah. reveals in this movie. And Ghostface lets people live all the time. He's so sloppy. He's always tripping over <laughs> chairs and tripping over tables and, like, accidentally letting people live. <laughs> Like in every getting, screen movie, someone gets stabbed. In every screen movie, someone gets stabbed a hundred times and they fucking live. It's insane. He, he, Dewey survived. He goes, Bro. Well, okay, well, R.I.P. We're not there. Well, not, not this time. Dewey, Dewey got yeah, packed Dewey up. Didn't but make it. Dewey didn't smoking make it. Dewey Dewey pack. Dewey. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think. I think, I mean, that's a great point. The, the funniest part of the movie is that in the trailer, we see Mason Gooding running from Ghostface and be like, stop, stop, and getting yeah, yeah. stabbed 40 times in the back. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, he, he just holds up a, he's like, hey, I'm good. She, she, um, I say she because I'm pretty she, you know it is. That, that's when Mikey Madison is Ghostface. But, but she goes into him like a hundred times. Stabs stabs him so Dude. many fucking times and he lives. It's insane. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like the filmmakers on set realized that Mason Gooding and his sister, forgive yeah. me, I don't remember the actress. That they were going to be the new realized fan that favorites. They were, that, yeah. that they are the fan favorites. And they were like, ah, oh, never mind. She, she, <laughs> was <laughs> like, let them live. she was like the Kirby of uh, this movie. Which, it, it's interesting. She, she certainly was. I, I saw this twice. So the second time I saw it, I was looking at the, the computer screen when he, when he has pulled up um, that, like, Dead Meat YouTube channel where, where they're, uh, like... When it, he's it, just watching parodying, it. like, YouTube commentators and, yeah. And they're talking about stab bait. If you look in the recommended videos to the right, uh, one of the thumbnails is uh, Hayden Panettiere. And it says, uh, Kirby Reed, um, the Woodsboro attack survivor, speaks out. So it's now canon that Kirby lived. I mean, I, I assume that she lived because she didn't. She got stabbed once in the stomach. We don't see movie. her. We don't see her again. So I think everyone just kind of assumed. But that's the thing about Scream. You can get she stabbed just, nine times and fucking live. She just kind of went back. I mean, we're supposed to believe that, I mean, theoretically, in the canon of the movies, Matthew Lillard's character may still be alive, <laughs> even though a TV film. That's awesome. Um, That's such, like, a sequel so, so, thing. It, it's such, like, a sequel <laughs> thing, too, to find out that, like, this new character is, like, the daughter of this character from, like, 20 years ago. Like, ah, oh, that made me roll my eyes, to. I can't so stand here's, when here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really like this movie. I, I think, I like I it, think yeah. it might be my favorite third favorite screen movie which is not saying a lot because there's only five of them but I really really enjoyed it here's the thing about this movie though the the joke slash conceit of making everyone related because it's a joke it's like the joke is that in sequels you have the 
Yeah, it's a meta joke, but it it, it kind of goes too far for it to be a joke anymore because they go, okay, this is Stu's. This is that Stu. This is Billy Loomis's daughter. daughter yeah. Which okay, fine. Which maybe Mindy and Chad. Is. It just Mindy and Chad sense. are the nephew of Randy. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh, that are, one, no, that the one is a nephew of Randy. Like Randy. I, I don't know. I, yes, I thought Billy Loomis's right. daughter thing was too far because, like, I, I've seen the first Scream so many times. And, like, the fact that now I have to go back and watch that movie and in my head be like, okay, well, apparently he also knocked up some other girl. Like, it doesn't seem – it's just it's just contrived. But, but we'll, 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 the, the, we'll the, get the timeline, we'll get The timeline doesn't make any sense. No, I it mean, doesn't the time, make any but sense at all. Here's the thing, Dan. I, I agree. I agree that it's a dumb I, – I, what I thought it was going to be – is that uh, she was like Billy Loomis's like younger sister, or that yeah. like you know what I mean, like something I, I like thought, that. I um, thought Mikey Madison's character, uh, the the you know one, the female killer, obviously. I thought she was going to end up being like Stu's uh, kid. That's what I thought they were going to end me up too. Doing. Me too. She kind of reminded me. No, I me thought of Jack Stu. Quaid was going to be only yeah. Vince is the <laughs> one of their kids. Was that yeah. right? But why did what? they make Vince like related to Stu just to like kind of like kill him off? I'm, Who is I mean, Vince? I, Vince was the guy in the beginning. You remember at the bar, it was. Um, he was related to Stu. Yeah, I looked it up. He he's related to Stu. Really? He's That's the nephew weird. of Stu. Because because Stu had a sister. Stu had Stu had a sister. He's that redneck that gets killed. He's the first like real kill of the movie oh, because Jennifer Oh, Ortega oh he's Flash from Smallville. Yeah, the, the kid who plays Flash in Smallville. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, Stu I had know. a sister. I just, I just know him as. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, Kyle Gallner. That's his name. He was in the remake yes. of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And he was in uh, Jennifer's Body. He was really and, dead. And that scene where he gets killed, Easter egg I really liked was they played that song from the original Scream. It's um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I don't know how many like, uh, like goth people watch our show or anything, but that's like one of the nope. ultimate like exactly goth bands. No, probably not. <laughs> but that that's one of the big uh, like goth uh, groups and, and, and that song in the original Scream is like a fan favorite so I was glad to hear that come back hold on it's this it's this it's this song let me play it for you. you'll know exactly what I'm talking about yes I know the song yeah um, I was I was happy they also to play it in uh, that's in a lot of the sequels in, uh, oh god it is I'm trying to remember it's in Peaky Blinders too Maybe I'll they play it in Peaky Blinders also um but but here I did, I had no idea that I had no idea that Vince was related to Matthew Lillard. No, me neither. Um, I mean, it makes sense universe wise that these people live in a small town and would just live in the small town and they'd be related to people. Here, the issue is, the issue is, it, uh, I I don't like that she's that she's Billy's daughter. However, getting Skeet Ulrich back in the movie almost makes it worth it. Like having him be back in this movie that I assume is going to be saying goodbye to the original screencast, and having him popping yeah. up as like not a not a heroic figure, but as like a it's, benevolent. It's really figure. distracting, man. It's it's so distracting just seeing that like he's aged so much and like his eyes have shrunk. That is weird. I don't know if that's just me, that but is like weird. I, I'm not trying to come after Skeet because he, <laughs> wow. he aged well. He aged well. But he's in he, Riverdale. He looks good. He, yeah, nah, he, he, he looks okay. He looks okay. <laughs> If, if wow. this is what she knows from, like, seeing pictures of her father when he was at the age that he died at, they should have de-aged him. Because it's distracting that he's so much older and he has the same hair and stuff. It just, uh... 
Yeah, I would have if if I agree. I mean, I I think I would have either de-aged him, which I know is a lot of money, but it's it is two it's scenes. Lot. It's like two three scenes. Yeah, but also either that or just go in the other direction and just have him be as he as she would imagine him to be as yeah. an adult. Yeah, like if that's yeah. what it is. You done just that. just style him to style him to be an but, adult. But they probably you know I mean? thought people wouldn't have known who that was. I mean, when you see him with the hair, like, like the two long strands of hair in front of his forehead, and like the the white t shirt and stuff, like you know who it is. I think I think if you have had him in any other kind of costuming and just the actor, then people would have it would have taken a minute to to recognize who that was. And and for it, and that it's scene, also a wig. You, you it's like to, a ba- yeah, it is. It's it's a bad wig. It's right. a bad wig. It's a really bad wig. Uh, it this is just a long this is a long uh well it, it's like it's, I know Dear Evan Hansen last year they they tried to de-age Ben Platt by giving him a shitty wig. Oh god. Uh and just let the actor It's it's not show as its bad as the hair. Ben Platt thing. I mean he, he's playing a high schooler and he he looks like he's like 43 or something. So it's not as bad as that. But if this is a good segue. We should probably talk about the treatment of the legacy characters cuz I have a theory and I, and I want to get you guys' thoughts okay. on this. My theory is they had one version of this screenplay that had none of the legacy characters and was just like Scream for a new generation. And they had a second screenplay with the legacy characters just in case Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell and David Arquette came back. And I, I think that because the legacy characters don't actually have really any bearing on the plot. And and Sydney and Gail do barely true. anything until like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, and Dewey is only there to die. I mean, I mean, they flat out say it's to, it's to get to get just fully and, and also to give Gail to give Gail motivation to like have some emotion behind that scene where she shoots Mikey Madison. Not in the head. I mean, she's gone through four screen movies and she still hasn't learned. You got to shoot them in the head, uh, but it's fine. Um, didn't bother me that I, much. Uh, it did bother I, me though. I, I, I'm curious to what you think about the legacy characters, Ryan, because I felt very similar to you, Dan. I think other than the Nev Campbell entering the house and shooting all the doors, I loved the, that. That was yeah. so like I, I thought that was like an old Sydney Prescott. Like she's sick of everyone's bullshit. I love when she was on the phone with Ghostface too, and he's doing the whole Ghostface thing, and she's like, "I'm bored," and she just hangs up. Like that was like perfect. <laughs> that was perfect I, to me. I, I think other than that Nev Campbell moment, that sequence where she's going through the house and yeah. Um, and she's – other than that – and honestly, other than the, just the perfect recreation of the set of that house, mm-hmm. I was Is it not just the same so filming location? Is it not the same filming location? I don't know if that's a real house. I Is th- that a real house? I, I thought I read somewhere that, like, they got the house, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think about the legacy characters, Ryan, as someone who's uh, – I feel like the way they introduced, uh, especially, like, Sydney and all of them, they, it, it looked like kind of just typical fan service moments where, like, the audience mm-hmm. kind of just applauds, like, does that, like, yeah. regular applause and screams, like, oh, my, my gosh. I applauded too, man. I'm, I'm just as bad as everyone else. My audience was dry. I was very happy to see them, and I and I applauded every time uh, Gail and Dewey and Sydney. No, no, our, our audience was bone dry, Dan. Really? And the only like, like Sydney turned around, <laughs> and one guy was like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I feel like to get, like, the, it's got to be like a Court Street experience. Like, I feel like Court Street yeah. is like, people don't really care, so that, you know, you got people jumping up and down. <laughs> but, I mean, Court yeah. Street's might get shut down. Why? Court Street might get shut down, guys. I don't know. But go on, Ryan. I'm sorry. Uh, so. Yeah, I feel like, th- I mean, for the most part, they were kind of just, like, useless. I, I I guess I guess uh, one of them were helpful because they are like, well, I put, the, I put a tracker in her car. Like, you know, mm-hmm. 
I guess they were useless, you know, the last 10 minutes of the of the film or 20 minutes, you know, when <laughs> whatever. But I mean, like just to see Dewey die, it that really hurt. I can't lie, especially oh, in the way where you know he had two of the knives and uh, like 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 threw it, gritted it up his spine. I was Deputy like, okay, Dewey, you didn't have to do all that. Deputy Dewey, is one of my, <laughs> I know it, it's such like a sick murder too. Deputy Dewey is one of my all-time favorite movie characters, and seeing him actually die. You're this down time, bad, my friend. Am I? Yeah, Why am I down bad? Up. Dewey's the best. He got packed up. You're down bad because he got super murdered, Dan. I'm not down and, bad. The movie's but down bad. They didn't I, have to I, kill him like that. I'm of the belief that you never. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm of the belief that you should never kill Sidney Gale or Dewey. I mean, I know that they were saying it was to legitimize it, but dude, I cried both eyes. Hard, cried both eyes hardcore for like for like three minutes when when I saw Dewey get fucking gutted like that. Man, Dewey is my. <laughs> well, Dewey is so near and dear to my heart. It made me so sad. <laughs> Here's someone my, booed. Here's thing, someone though. in the way I back think... booed really loudly when that happened. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But here's the thing. Uh, and this is something we've been talking about on the morgue for a while, especially me and you, Dan. This movie creates the term requel, right? I hate that. So, like, which is something that we've been talking about for months, which is, yeah. like, the idea that movie studios have discovered that no one gives a crap if you bring the thing back without the originals in it. And remakes so like, are old. Like, everyone's over the whole remake thing. Remakes are old. You can just bring and back the OG remakes, stars 40 years later. Remakes were two screams ago. Like, yeah. we're done with that. <laughs> but I think... But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. As soon as Dewey shows up, I thought... <laughs> and they mentioned Force Awakens. I knew he was going to die. Because yeah. he they slotted him right into that Han Solo thing. And I, I was know, like, well, oh, they're well, going to kill this guy. The first time we see him, it's, it's <laughs> He's literally, the first time we see him is literally the scene in the first David Gordon Green Halloween where, like, the couple goes to uh, Laurie Strode's house. Like, it, like it was I, that is true. I wonder if that, that was, like, that a is meta very thing close. you were supposed to pick up on. I, I wonder if that was on purpose, but, like, it, it just seemed, like weird that like all these horror reboots lately are, are doing that it's absolutely it's absolutely to reference those Halloween movies yeah. I mean this scream is making fun of the David Gordon Green Halloween movies yeah like that's the that's the gag it's it's that it's like and I think I think this movie is better it's certainly better than kills I enjoyed it more than, than I didn't even watch kills I, mm-hmm. I, I but I lie. think uh, don't watch kills kills, <laughs> don't is, watch kills, kills is dog shit except for the 70s uh, stuff but that's that's only and that scene things. where Michael Myers kicks open the door yeah, and, and she, that lady shoots herself. That in woman, the head. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think here's the thing that I think about this movie that I think puts it apart from those movies. Aside from the fact that the Ready or Not directors are a horror directors, so they know what they're doing. They did a B, good job. Seem to have seem to have like a genuine affection for Wes yeah. Craven in a way yeah. that David Gordon Green doesn't seem to. Like he might, but he's not really remaking Halloween the way. John you know, Carpenter. I don't know. I feel like these guys um, really like Wes Craven. I think work more and are trying to mimic thought it. went into this uh, in in to, to where it's almost like overthought. Like they almost overthought the movie. Like if that makes sense. Like it, it's it's that so meta possible. to where it's like that final act keeps trying to justify the movie's existence uh, so much. That's we, true. We have to talk about that final act because. The first time I saw this, I loved it. The second time I saw it without like the audience hooting and hollering because we were at the Alamo, um, I liked it a lot less, and I started to realize how flawed that final act is. What's your major problem with the final act? Full stop, these are the least memorable ghost faces across the whole series. 
they're like they're lame. Like like I think Roman <laughs> and and Sydney's niece in three and four are like cooler than these ghosts because like think about this. Hmm. They, they met on Reddit. Oh yeah. And and the first time they mentioned Reddit, they called it Dreadit. D R E A D I T T. So I thought it was like the scream like in universe version of Reddit is called Dreadit, but then they dropped that and they just say subreddit and Reddit, so they dropped that. Um, that was weird. But they they meet on no, Reddit. No, it's possible. It's possible that the it's possible that the stab subreddit is called yeah, Dreadit. Dreadit. Okay, that's that, that might make sense. Yeah. That might make sense. But the fact that like you you have to understand what Reddit is. So like imagine like a much older person who was like forty when Scream came out, and I mean are now like sixty five or something, and and have maybe heard of Reddit. Like the fact that you have to know how Reddit works to get like how these killers <laughs> met is just like weird to me. Um, and then the fact that like we don't know what their relationship is in Scream they're, Two. Aren't they like, together? Mickey, I, I, that, that's the thing. Yeah, in, in, in Scream Two. Well, okay. In Scream Two, Mickey and Billy's mother. She's like a surrogate mother to him. She's like paying for his college and getting him through school and stuff. That's their relationship. That's a set relationship. In the first Scream, Billy and Stu kind of have like a. Are they like closet? Are, are they closeted gays? Like, there's a lot of like they're very gay. homoerotic <laughs> stuff gay. going on in that that people have <laughs> yeah. analyzed. The homo the homoerotic stuff like really works for their relationship because they seem to like kind of hate each other. Like when they're stabbing each other and stuff. Like Stu kind of seems like he's jealous of like Billy being the leader of the two. You know, Stu is kind of like the Dylan yeah. Klebold. And Billy's like the Eric Harris yeah. if we're doing like the Columbine uh, we, thing. We, 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 we jumped right over wow. the Columbine. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Screen. But, 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 but you're right. They yeah. have a very set relationship. And this one, like, Amber calls the Jack Quaid character Han at one point, And it's like, okay, so from that we can gather they met on Reddit and they're maybe fucking. But nothing, yes. nothing concrete. I assume that's the situation. Nothing concrete. And, um,. We just don't know enough about them. And, and, like, the fact that his whole plan hinges on, you know, meeting her and, like, becoming her boyfriend. And, like, that's the entire plan. No backup. It's, like, if he didn't become her boyfriend, like, none of this shit would have happened. And, like, the fact that that was, like, the easy part of his plan, you know? That did get overlooked. It it, it, it is. Wow. You just busted open this movie. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. You're correct. It doesn't make a lot of sense. How and I and this is what I think the the Achilles heel of the movie is, is that I think the movie is so caught up in being meta that it actually yeah. doesn't have some t- internal oh my god universe dude. logic. Like like so, I, so, I so, love so, a so meta the, screen movie. I love a meta screen movie, but if when every character is Randy, it's it's kind of annoying. Oh, not even that. Not even that. I mean, Ryan, I'll let you touch the Mikey Madison thing because that was your favorite thing. <laughs> thing. But I think the the killers themselves are meta jokes. Yeah. So Jack Quaid is playing a version of himself from The Boys, but he's evil. Uh, and then Mikey yeah. Madsen, he, he's playing the same character. It's just uh, yeah. that you're surprised I mean, he, he's evil he's, now. I just feel like he, he gets typecasted. Is it that he's the same? Like, is that like a conscious choice or like is that the only thing he can play, you know? You know, good question, uh, <laughs> but but he is certainly playing the boyfriend of the powerful person, which is what he's playing in The Boys. Yeah. And then Mikey Madsen, Ryan, I'll let you take this one away because you were rolling in the aisles when when she gets when lit on fire. She, but, she, but that's my problem. That's I was like, best. does nobody does nobody get like the reference? Because yeah, yeah, once upon a time cool. in Hollywood, that was like the funniest yeah. thing in the world. I was like, bro, I love yeah. this. 
I, I promise you, there's something in her claws that's like you're gonna get burned in this movie, or you're gonna I get burned alive. I wonder if it's that she's like a pyro, um, one of those like pyro pyrotechnics or like pyromaniacs. You know, you know how like some stuntmen have like a contract where it's like I'm trained to like wear the suit and get my suit <laughs> on fire, and like you have to like get trained to have that. Like, what if she's like an actress who has like special training? I don't know anything about her, but it, it's it's weird that like every time I see her, she gets lit on fire. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder, and it's the same thing. It's always the same thing. It's the screaming she part. She starts running around. She's like, ah! Yeah. She starts feeling, and then she comes to her demise. I, I wonder. Quickly. I wonder. Like she, it's the same thing. It's just like she gets burned alive. She starts like flailing and screaming. The same type of scream, and then like the main character like puts her out. Uh, yeah. Somebody puts her out. <laughs> That's like, true. Why didn't Gail get I, her in the I head, wonder, bro? How do these legacy characters not know that you have to shoot them in the head? I'm sorry. All right. I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if it's not that. She was cast, and then they, the filmmakers thought it would be funny if she was set on fire. I don't know. Again. Because it's the same shot. When she runs into frame the last time before Jenna Ortega busts her head open, <laughs> she, she, yeah. she, she, it's the same shot. I, I, that's, why, that's what I think the issue is, Dan. I think the issue is the, the killers themselves are meta jokes on the personalities that they play in movies mm-hmm. usually. And they they sacrifice the logic yeah. of the universe for the joke. Yeah. So like Jack Quaid, wouldn't it be funny if Jack Quaid, the loser from the boys, plays a monster? It's, and wouldn't it be funny if Mikey Madsen gets set on fire? It's again? it's you know what I mean. They risk um, the motivations being believable and authentic to make the commentary, and no other screen movie has has risked the motivations of the killers. To make the commentary before, like like in the first one, the movies and like them recreating movies and being inspired by them, it kind of takes a backseat to to like Billy's revenge plot. You know what I mean? But in mm-hmm. this one, the mm-hmm. motivation is the commentary. They're they're one and the same. The motivation is the whole toxic fandom commentary. And this is <laughs> the first the time be that's been that many of these these killers. Like obviously, the commentary is in the background of the killers. Like motivations but in this one the commentary like is the motivation it's just kind of weird you know i that's that's actually very astute I, and i think this is by far the most meta screen movie like, oh yeah saying a lot because it's like because all they, of them kind of have to be like, that's the you know no but 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 and i and there was a lot of times where i really enjoyed how meta it was and there were times where i was almost like oh we're through the looking mm-hmm. glass you know what i mean like we're too it's it's too yeah. meta you know what i mean like they're I think, it, I think it really works like, when, like, Ghostface is basically calling A24 a cringe in the beginning of the movie. Like, that's, like, awesome. <laughs> it, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. But, like, towards the end, when they're, like, justifying the movie's existence, it's like, okay, guys, come on. Let's ra- let's let's wrap this up. Or, I mean, I didn't enjoy that, like, I think it's okay if you just had, I don't know, Mindy and Chad. I looked up her name. Her name is Mindy. Because I yeah. just know, I just remember. Like, if they're, like, related to Randy, to just have them as kind of, like, the only two like really really meta characters and you know have a, you know their surrounding mm-hmm. cast as like normal people they're awesome too. but yeah i would probably enjoy that a little bit more no i would agree i and i and i think the issue is that those characters if you had those characters be the meta characters which they are in the movie but but everybody kind of is and then you make 
you do the great filmmaking stuff that they do, which is by far my favorite filmmaking like meta thing is that they do the psycho scene and they keep yeah, yeah, yeah. like they keep trick that whole sequence where he's in the shower he comes out of the shower he opens the door closes the door then he gets murdered. oh that, that, I thought was, that was like sequence. really overt satire too how like they're doing the sound cues every time he opens something and you think something's yeah. like, they, they kept yeah. doing it so much that it became really noticeable and like my whole audience was laughing it, it was like very it was funny yeah yeah it was it was like very and then clearly it, and then satire. He gets, I thought that was wonderful, and I wish the movie had leaned into... I wish the movie had trusted us a little bit more with yeah. that stuff instead of having to pause and explain mm. gags to us. Yeah, you know what that, I mean? Like, that's, when, moments... that's when I hate the meta stuff. I, I hate that meta stuff, but then there's moments like where... Um, what's what's um the girl twin's name? She's like the fan. Uh, Mindy. 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 Mindy, yeah. There's the part where Mindy's watching uh, the first Scream. And obviously in universe it's called Stab. But it, we know it's Scream. And she's watching Jamie Kennedy say, turn around, Jamie. And she's saying, turn around, Randy. And obviously she needs to turn around. And then she realizes, oh shit, maybe I should turn yeah. around. Like That's a meta <laughs> moment that is like, it builds upon the original. And it's like pretty funny yeah. in its own right. You know, that's when I think the meta stuff really works in this. Or, or, or the great moment where um, she uh, where she she goes down, Mikey Madsen goes down to get the beer, and you think it's going to be the scene from the first one where uh, Rose McGowan yeah, is yeah, stuck yeah. in the doggy door. Where, where her nipples um, are hard. But <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a crazy moment. <laughs> also, can not to, not to derail us, Rose McGowan could have definitely fit through that donkey door. They oh no, really she did. When, when, she when they were filming it, apparently she did, and, and like they had to, they had to cut around the fact that she was small enough to get through it. Hey, but uh, no, so so they have that great moment where she goes down. You think that she's going to get caught in the doggy door, and then she closes the door, and Mindy's there, and they they keep yeah. going like, maybe I'm the killer, or maybe you're the killer, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm the killer. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought that was cool. I agree with the last act. Not the wheels don't fall off in the last act. No, I think it um, sticks to the landing. I think the second time you but watch I think, it, it's more noticeably uh, haphazard. That's fair. I I I don't know. I I think. I guess the last thing we'll say before we wrap this up is, I wonder. I wonder how much legs that this new cast has, and if they're going to have to bring Sydney and Gail back. Because I really like some of the new cast members that survived. I'll say this. But I super don't like the lead. The the ones I the ones that died like I was fine with, except for Sonia Ben Amar part. That's that's the actress's name. I thought I would have liked to see more of her. I really like that like scene. Obviously, we live in in the 2020s, so all this shit reminds us of Among Us. Like literally, someone screamed Among Us like while they were doing it. Uh, which is like funny and obnoxious but when she's like hey, how do you know I'm not the killer you said I was too boring to be the killer and then she's like you know what happens to the expert she does the throat slit and like snatches the bag of popcorn and stuff like I thought she I thought she was funny and like she had like a good intensity to her I was kind of sad when she she got shot in the face <laughs> the, the funniest thing is when she's like you're the killer you're the killer and she goes you're right and she <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. welcome to act three uh, that's a cool reveal I, that's a great I don't know. reveal I'll give it that I uh, I like most of the the new guys. I think um, I just don't like the I, lead. I, obviously, I like. The I don't like Sam. Yeah, Sam, yeah, I mean, I think, Sam I think is. Melissa Barrera is bad. That is a hot take, but I think she's just not very expressive. <laughs> her her face doesn't change. You know. I agree. She. I mean, listen. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting to have 
if they're going to go with Melissa Barrera going forward, which I'm sure they will, if they make it, apparently Scream Yeesh. 6, depending on how well this does, yeah. is already in development. If they go with her, if they, if they go with Melissa Barrera as the as the on is the new Sydney, right? So they, they've essentially made a new trio. So they have Sydney, they have the twins, and they have Jenna Ortega, mm. or not Sydney. We have Melissa Barrera. So yeah. that's our new trio, like quad quad, quad quartet quad, or whatever. Quadruple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so that's our new group of, of characters. Having the Sydney of your new of your new screen movies be essentially Dexter where she has an itch she has to scratch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's yeah. like she needs to kill. Is interesting, but I wonder how fast they're just gonna go, well, I just bring Nev Campbell back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's my question. That's the one thing that's a letdown is I think Scream Wes, you were saying this the other day, I think Scream is a great like end of decade like uh palette cleanser is that what you said yeah it was it was it was was great it's like um every time like the horror genre like reaches the apex of a new trend we need a screen movie to come in and like lampoon it so that people can like you know change shit up and like find a new trend i mean scream never tackled like a found footage or anything thank god that would have been that would have been shitty but, uh, I mean, that's it's good that we have a screen movie every, like, nine or ten years, because then there's new trends to critique. I mean, I think if we start doing Scream every year, it's gonna it's it's just not going to have the bite that it used to have. It doesn't have enough to cook. Yeah. It doesn't have enough to cook with. And, like, they're, and like, they're gonna have to just like, kill Sydney and kill Gail. And it's like, who wants to do that? I, I really hate it that they had it, to kill Dewey. I think, I knew they were gonna have to kill one of the three because they had to keep it fresh. It just sucks. Um, and probably, and David Arquette maybe doesn't want to keep being in movies with his ex-wife. Uh, they they but, apparently are still know, friends, but I think everybody has to say that right. about their ex. I think that's just yeah. something you have to say. So who knows? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I would like it if they took another five years off. Like, let, let Jenna Ortega go to college. Uh, it would actually be great if we've never had this before, where one of the characters in the screen becomes a screen queen outside of the movies and comes back and yeah. they get to play with that. You know what I mean? Like, all the people from Scream who were in other horror movies are minor characters. So right. if Jenna Ortega goes off, does weird A24 horror movies for the next five years, Which comes it looks back like she's like doing. 20, yeah, she comes back in 2028, 20, and she's she's been in like four horror movies, yeah. then you have something to play with. Then you can then you can start playing the, with that. The next you know one she cold uh, open with Melissa Barrera getting killed, and then Jenna Ortega is <laughs> the new Sydney. <laughs> I just I, I didn't like the idea of like or, or it was like Tara or whatever Jenna Ortega's character was like I had to leave you because I just didn't want to like hurt your feelings or whatever or like I just I I thought that yeah. was kind of weak and me too I, I don't know I thought Tara was a, a lot more interesting character I mean I, I yeah. thought she honestly I thought she was gonna get you know packed up real quick in the first like ten minutes but mm-hmm. well I'm they're definitely uh, trying to trick you because it, it's the whole Drew Barrymore thing. I mean, yeah. none of the other screen yeah. movies have directly recreated the Drew Barrymore thing. In in two, it's Jada yep. Pinkett. In three, it's fucking the guy from uh, it's it's Lev Schreiber. And then four, it's the whole meta thing yeah. where it's this movie inside of a movie. Movie inside so a movie. Yeah, it's Anna Paquin and yeah. Anna Paquin and uh, this Chris one Bell. is attempting to remake the whole Drew Barrymore setups. So they're definitely trying to trick you. Yeah, and and you know I. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I agree, Ryan. I think I think the whole the Melissa Barrera character could have been in the could have been put put in the microwave a little longer. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't quite 
develop what her I feel like they tacked on the Billy thing. I, th- I feel honestly what I think happened was they thought we need to have a character that's connected to the killer of the first movie. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they just said, okay, he's her daughter. And then they, they, they figured out a story around it that doesn't quite feel baked. Mm-hmm. I don't mind our, our main character of the new movies being someone who is more, who, who, who is more likely to become a ghost face killer. You know what I mean? Like she, the way she pulls the knife at the end, the way she stabs yeah. people. She's like a murderer. Yeah. But like, I feel like the idea and the relationship with the sister isn't fully baked. And that's, and that's a major issue with, uh, with her character. Well, you know one I mean? thing about that scene where she's like stabbing Jack Quaid to death, dude, the dialogue is really bad. He's like, he goes, what, he goes, what about my ending? Which, like, why would you say that when you're like, wouldn't you drop the meta shit and be like, hey, please don't kill me? He goes, what about my ending? When he's like, choking on his own blood. And she's like, here it comes. And she cuts his neck. And like, the whole thing before that of like, I'm introducing a new rule. Never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. I was just sitting there like, oh, uh, I hated that. That's bad. That. That's bad like, writing, you guys. I was guys. like, you. I was like, this you guys. Not, Kev, I was like, Kevin Williamson never would have written that shit. <laughs> I was like, Leslie Grace wasn't available. Yeah. I was like, I know she's Batgirl, but you couldn't have just been like, hey, Leslie, you, can you shoot Scream for th- like three weeks, please? Yeah. Can you come in and do it, please? <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Um, I don't know. I I really liked the movie. I guess we could just jump into ratings. I really enjoyed the movie. I think there's definitely some issues. I think it's not as I don't think it's as on the ball as some of the better screen movies, yeah. obviously. But I think, I think as as horror movies in the last five years go, you know, you could do worse. Yeah, there's no, been I a mean, lot of bad I mean, ones. You know, we 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 said already. I mean, there's no bad screen movies. Uh, scream and Evil Dead are the only two horror franchises horror franchises I can think of that are good the whole way through. I mean, it's a very rare thing. Uh, and, and, and very you, few new, like, mainline franchise installments get me as hype as, like, a new Scream movie. This is one of my favorite series of movies in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it still, think, makes, still puts a smile that, on my face. Go ahead. I mean, I love slasher movies. Like, slasher yeah. movies are my favorite kind of horror movies. But do you th- think slasher movies are as relevant to the pop no. culture no. Anymore? No. It's definitely like, like that's not. why they were trying to comment on like bigger, you know, more more broad horror movie topics like elevated horror and stuff. Yeah, I feel like elevated horror and like yeah. mo- at least horror movies that maybe have you thinking like are definitely more in like the cultural trend nowadays. Like, you know. Yeah. As as soon as in that cold open she mentioned elevated horror, I was like, okay, here we go. Like like he's gonna say no, twenty four be- sucks and like this is gonna be cool. But they never did it again. That was the last time they mentioned it. No, it, it, I thought they were actually gonna structure the movie to feel more elevated horror to make, make I, jokes. It, it kind of. I don't know. In it, some ways, it, it does. I mean, there, there's all the, the cinematography is a lot more try hard than it was in the original trilogy. That's true. There's a lot of Dutch angles I, I and lots of like spinning cameras and stuff. There is a lot of Dutch in the first movie, but I, yeah. I think, I don't know, when I was watching Ghostface going around and stabbing people, I was like, I love this, but yeah. are slasher movies are slasher movies out of vogue? You know what I mean? Like, are they even a thing? Anymore? I think just, like, on a primal, like, horror movie level, like, I always love seeing Ghostface run around and, like, his cloak, like, like the, the little talons <laughs> hanging off his arms, like, flapping and shit. Yeah, like, so I'm always happy seeing him run around and, like, swing and trip over shit. You know, that's that's just... That's what I like to see. So I was always he's entertained. A, he's such a goober. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I, I literally, an, and, I was crying laughing when seeing just him in the movie. Like, 
just the way I love seeing him get hit. Like him getting hit mm-hmm. is probably one of the funniest things. Like the overreactions, like all Dude, of that. When Rose McGowan throws the the bottle at him, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, <laughs> and and he goes to stab her, and and Rose McGowan kneels, and he trips over her kneeled body. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, he's he's such a goober. I a goober. I imagine that that was. I mean, have you ever, guys, we're, we're going way over. Have you guys ever tried to track whose ghost face at what time in the first movie? Yeah. Yeah, there's so, videos so on it's that. Stu, it's Stu. In the, Is in there the actually? Opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's animations like it's saying Stu like, oh. in the opening with Drew Barrymore. It's Stu. Because uh, Billy is accounted yeah. for that night. He goes to visit, he goes to visit Sydney. So Sydney. Stu is the one who killed yes. Casey. And then with Henry Winkler... Oh, that's right, because it was her, ex- it's her yeah. ex-girlfriend. And then with when Henry Winkler dies, it's Stu again, because Billy is, um, he, like, just got out of uh, jail. Or, or, no, I'm pretty sure it is Stu who kills Henry Winkler. And then at the party... But Billy, but Billy calls, but Billy calls Sydney from jail. Yeah. And then Doesn't at he? the party, yeah. I'm pretty sure Billy is the one who kills um, Rose McGowan because Stu is watching movies with everyone in the main room. This this is all completely un, um, unrelated. Um, no, it has to be because 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 Stu tells Rose McGowan to go yeah, and yeah, yeah. get the beer. So but, but, but we should wrap. Um, I just want to say one more thing about yes. that scene. Um, like I said earlier, whenever you put on the ghost face mask, if you're a man or a woman or, or whoever your relationship is to the main character, you become the ghost face. You take on that persona. So I loved seeing ghost face was like this new cinematography, like in that hospital lighting where... He taps the thing on his neck and like the voice changer light comes. Oh, I on. loved like, it. Mm-hmm. That was all really like epic and like and like seeing Ghostface with this like modern like setting and like cinematography and stuff. It really made me happy. And know? I and I loved I loved the when he was like you know it's an honor. Yeah, like, I, I thought loved that. Was that. Great. I thought that was I, great. I, I definitely I definitely agree with you, Dan. That they're kind of like Freddy Krueger. Ghostface does have a kind of a wisecracking, sinister, yeah. you know. Regardless of who's in the costume. Powerful. Also, also the voice. Yeah, it's it's oh, also dude, just a voice actor. It's the Roger best, uh, Roger it's Jackson Roger. performance yeah. since uh, the first one. Like in the opening, they don't just have him being like creepy and stuff. He's like, uh, "Is your mom there? Like, tell her I'm her friend from group, you know." And he's just he's not doing like a creepy thing. Mm-hmm. He's just doing like his regular speaking voice. That was so cool how they did that. You know what? You know what? Uh, Roger Jackson's other major role is no. He's Mojo Jojo. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> That's, that's well, insane. okay. Let's rate it. Dan, go ahead. Uh, it's go ahead. What's, uh, what's probably four uh, flaming Mikey Madisons out of seven. <laughs> that's my rating. Uh, <clears throat> I'll g- <laughs> I'll go ahead and say <laughs> I'll say it's five and a half. No, I'll go six. Broken Jenna Ortega legs out of eight. Good shit. She he, she just keeps getting that fucking leg broken. Someone just keeps stepping on her. They legs. never She's let like, it ah! go. <laughs> In screen um, six, it's still gonna be broken. I'm sure. Ryan, go ahead. What's your rating? Uh, let me get seven of those pills that Melissa Barrera was taking at, in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> those boner pills. Seven boner pills. Like seven boner pills. Out of probably ten, it was good shit. Uh, no. Great, cool. All uh, right, so so that's our show. Well, what's it? Wait, guys, what's your series ranking? Or, or I mean, was does it go? What's your? How, oh, how would you my in series order, ranking. In order, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one, four, two, 
five, three. For me, it's one, two, four, five, three. So, pretty we're we're, we're pretty close. But maybe maybe five and two are on are are toggling. Between, I think two is I, really I good, man. Two is really good. I know, good. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> um, well, well, well. That's our right. show. That's our show, boys. Uh, Keep squeaming. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> it's a squeam, baby. Uh. If you guys want to uh, buy some of our merch, if you guys want we to do support the show, yeah, yeah. we have both of those things uh, on our Instagram, Media Morgue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Facebook, we'll see too, you guys if you're next dinosaur. week. Yeah. We All also right. have a Facebook. We have a MySpace. Have a, uh, <laughs> a metaverse. <laughs> you can just call us on the phone late at night, ask us what our favorite scary movie is, if that makes you happy.